is driving away your enemies before you without fail. You don't have to worry. You don't have to fear. Well, I don't know. Well, what if? And I'm not sure. All of that is going to rob you of the promises of God. Provision is ready. Your obedience will grant it. The question is, what do we need to do to get into alignment with that beautiful, perfect will of God? Because we're not waiting. We're not waiting when God says, I'm waiting on you. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? Jeremiah, what do you see? And he said, I see the branch of an almond tree. He said, I see a branch of an almond tree. This is in Jeremiah 1, 11 and 12. I see the branch of an almond tree. That which is little church becomes much. That which is like a mustard seed has the power to move that mountain. Jeremiah, what do you see? He said, I see the branch of an almond tree. Just something little. Just something very little. But I know that God takes what is little and he makes it great. I know that God takes what is ordinary and he makes it extraordinary. He said, what do you see? We must be able to see with the eyes of the spirit. Walls are torn down at the blast of the trumpet. One blast of the trumpet and the walls come down. And the Lord said to him, he said, Jeremiah, he said, you have seen well. He says, for I am ready to perform my word. God is ready to perform his word, church. What are you holding on to? What do you believe in God for? God is ready to perform his word. Amen. So I ask you, what do you see? Because God is ready to perform that, that word. There was a day when you watched the waters part before you crossed over. You had to first watch the waters part before you crossed over. There was a day that you, you needed the signs, you needed the confirmation before you stepped in, before you crossed over. But God is preparing you right now. He is preparing you to expect a miracle and to be a part of it. To literally step into something before you see it part. He is calling you literally to be a forerunner for the kingdom. For the kingdom of heaven. He is calling you to rise up and to know what he is doing. To see what he is saying and what he is telling you to do. And you're going to literally put your foot in the water. And you're not going to have to wait for the waters to part before you step in. There is a move of God's spirit right now upon your life and upon this church. That God says, I am calling you to walk in bold, courageous faith. I'm calling you to claim what is rightfully yours. I am calling you to rise up and say, no more, no more, no more. Am I sitting back and waiting for these things to happen? And then I jump in. That day was fine, but that day was for a long time ago. Unless you get up and step in, the waters are not going to part, church. We're getting up and we're stepping in. See, what you see is important. Because what you see, God will pour out and it'll be so great, you won't be able to contain it. What you see that he has given. What you see that is in alignment with his will. What you see that he has already spoken. You will not be able to contain it. Because the blessings of God overwhelm and overtake you. Are you following what I'm saying? It's not only what you see in your imagination. It's what you see because you see as the one that gives you sight has caused you to see. When you see his will. When you see his word. When you believe him at his word. So let every person 
at the sound of my voice, let the faith of God rise up within them. Let it well up within them. Let it be rivers of water welling up on the inside of them. Let, they, let them recognize this isn't just a message that they can just hear and go, great, I heard another message, wonderful. But this is a powerful, powerful word being spoken that you're going to rise up and claim what is rightfully yours and not wait for the, everything to part for you to step in because God is causing you to literally expect and believe her more. Walking in the miraculous. Walking in God's miraculous. You know, Moses, whose name means drawn out, he was a prophet who led the Israelites out of Egypt. And at the command of the Lord, literally at the command of the Lord, he stretched out his hand over the Red Sea. I think most of you guys know the story. He stretched out his hand over the Red Sea and the waters were parted, right? They parted. You know, he did that twice because he had to stretch out his hand again after all the Israelites went through on dry ground so that the waters would actually come back together again, right? So Israelites crossed on dry ground. The people of God crossed on dry ground because God did a miracle in their lives. God is a miracle-working God, and he's not done doing the miracles. Every day is a miracle, and every day if you have eyes to see, you'll see the miracle in that day. But there are some miracles that are greater than others, right? There are some miracles that you can see, my God, only by the hand of God. Yeah. Only by the, this, this was so, this was like a brick wall and it wasn't coming down. But by the hand of God, that thing came tumbling down, right? Thank you, Lord. So they were in Egypt, a place of bondage, but at the parting of the Red Sea, they left that place of bondage. And they traveled through the wilderness to get to the promised land. You may be traveling through your wilderness season right now, but God is bringing you into your promised land. You may have left that place of bondage, and you may go, but I'm still not in the place of promised land. You're traveling through it, and you're getting literally to the promised land. Just hold on because God is with you. Don't give up, and don't take the bait. Come on, God is with you. He's taking you through, literally taking you through. It's a new season. Moses obeyed God. When he raised his hand over that, over that body, of, the body of water, the Red Sea, when he raised his, his hand Literally, a new season arose for all of them. One man's obedience caused provision for all, all these people. One man's obedience. Are you a follower? Or are you one that's going to lead according to the will of God? Godly leaders. God is making godly leaders. He is making and he's causing you to rise up as one that has literally an understanding of the baton that you carry, the assignment that you carry, and the mantles that God has put upon your life. And he has put mantles on your life, whether you recognize them or not. But it's important that you do. It's important that you have eyes to see. Because you can't walk in something that you are oblivious to because you will squander it. You will literally not walk in the fullness of it. Moses obeyed God, and his obedience caused freedom and a whole new season for a whole bunch of people. So this new season that they started to walk in once they left Egypt should have taken them 11 days if they had followed closely with the Lord. If they had followed closely, it would have taken 11 days, and instead it took 40 years and we all know, those that know the story, they know. It took 40 years, long time of wandering in that, in that, in that wilderness because of murmuring and because of grumbling. They were going around and around and around that same old, that same old section, wondering where they were going to get there. But let me tell you, 
Let me tell you, God sees it all. And he sees it even if you're in the midst of murmuring and grumbling and lack of faith. But yet God says, but I've put my spirit upon you. And if you just rise up and say, I'm not going to follow the pack. I, they may be doing all this, but I'm, that's not what I'm called to. Neither are they. But I'm not going to follow and I'm not going to be tainted by the ways of the world. I'm not going to be tainted by unbelief. I'm going to be literally, literally just like just in his presence so that I'm saturated with his perfect will and I'm going to speak what I need to speak, which is truth. And for some, it'll take 40 years, but for you, it's only going to take a moment. The promised land, you walking into that blessing. For some, it takes 40 years and for some, they never make it. Some never made it. Only Joshua and Caleb and those that were 20 years, right? And younger, they were in this all these years. They saw, they saw the miracles, they saw the provision time and time and time again. And they grew accustomed to it, but not in a good way. They grew accustomed to it, to where they were taking advantage and taking it for granted. And instead of saying, well, let me tell you, God gave us water when we had none. He caused that oasis in the desert. He gave us manna from heaven. Instead of remembering the provision of the Lord, they, grew, they murmured and they grumbled. And because of that, they didn't enter in. They didn't enter in. But like I said, Joshua and Caleb, they entered in. And those that were 20 years and younger, they entered in because you know what? God, he says, I'm going to give them a chance. They're not even of the age of accountability. In other words, they're still, they haven't been tainted by unbelief. So I'm going to give them a chance. He's good. He's gracious. But he's also just. He's also just. So 40 years, wilderness wandering. They witnessed miracle after miracle after miracle, but grumbling, complaining, Lack of faith literally negated every victory. They had victories in the wilderness, church. Lots of them. But their murmuring literally negated the blessing. Oh, God, we repent. For every place of murmuring and grumbling and, and just a lack of faith, we repent. Because we're not going to walk as the Israelites who had their minds and their hearts set on the wrong thing. So masses of people left Egypt at the crossing of the Red Sea, spent 40 years in this wilderness. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. So seer, what do you see? Because see, they couldn't see the provision. They couldn't see what God had promised. 11 days? They couldn't see that it was right there. They let their flesh kick in. They let unbelief kick in. The provision is ready. Your obedience will grant it. God doesn't even have to wait 11 days. It's not like he has to wait 11 days. The provision is ready. Your obedience will grant it. There are some things you've been waiting for and believing God for. Your obedience will grant it. God is not trying to withhold his blessings from you. Your obedience will grant it. The provision is ready. God is our provider. Our obedience will grant it. That was a word. And I know it was for many of you. And I see a lot of you writing it down, and I'm glad. Because you need to hang on to the truth. When God speaks, we listen. Well, the Israelites had to experience bondage in Egypt and the oppression in the wilderness to be strong enough to take their stand in the promised land, those that had crossed over, that is. For it had giants of its own. Once they crossed over into the promised land, here they are, they've, they've left the Egypt, they've left that place of bondage, 
and, and you know, and they're about ready to leave this whole wilderness experience and walk right into the promised land. But it's not like you just walk right on in where there's territory that's been literally um, habited by other, other people. You have to literally learn how to fight those giants that are there because the provision is ready and he is literally causing you to be strong enough to take that land. So Joshua chapter 3 and in verse 5. And Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves. He says, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. What's our place and our position but to be walk holy before God. Sanctify yourselves. Don't let any sin harbor within your heart. Then Joshua spoke to the priests saying, take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over before the people. There's action to be done. They took up the Ark of the Covenant and they went before the people. And the Lord said to Joshua, this day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. As he was with Moses, he says, I will also be with you. So he's a God of comfort. He's a God of provision. He's saying, listen, I am with you. I am for you. And I am leading you. I've seen what you have done. I've seen the sacrifices that you have made. I've seen those nights. I've seen those days. I've seen your sacrifice. He says, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. You shall command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, when you have come to the edge of the water of Jordan, you shall stand in the, in the Jordan. He says, right when you come to the edge, you're going to stand in it. Right when you come to that, to, it's like you come to the brink, you're going to stand in it. You're not going to just be watching and looking. You're going to stand in it. You're going to take that step. So Joshua said to the children of Israel, come here and hear the words of the Lord your God. And what do we do? We come and we gather and we hear the word of the Lord. And it's important that we hear completely with both ears and, with the, and also with your understanding. No dullness of hearing. And so Joshua said, by this you shall know that the living God is among you and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hivites and the Perizzites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Jebusites. He's saying, know this for sure, without fail. Without fail. God is driving away your enemies before you without fail. Behold, the Ark of the Covenant. He's saying, I'm going to drive them out. You don't have to worry. You don't have to fear. Well, I don't know. Well, what if? And I'm not sure. All of that is going to rob you of the promises of God. It all robs you. Do you not understand that you are, that God has given you promises that you do not currently possess? Do you realize that there is more that God wants for you to walk in than you currently possess? Well, then let every dullness come off of you in the name of Jesus. Let every spirit of dullness come off of you right now in the name of Jesus. You're not going to be so accustomed to church and the way of the church that you miss what God is doing because your mind is plagued by what's common. Command right now any, any film that keeps you bound Nodding your head and being like a good Christian, but missing the whole thing. Command that to come off of you in the name of Jesus. Verse 11. Are we following along? Let's jump back in. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over before you in the Jordan. That's just the thing, right? There's the key right there. God's going before you. He goes before us. 
He's paving the way, church. Now, therefore, take for yourselves 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from every tribe, and it shall come to pass. As soon as, here it goes, the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, as shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off. They shall stop flowing. The waters of the Jordan shall be cut off. I don't care that it says the water's coming down from upstream, but it shall be cut off and it shall stand as a heap. That does not happen in the natural, but God is a supernatural God. And whatever is necessary is whatever he's going to cause to happen. And we just need to have faith to believe it. So he's saying, why right when you put your foot into that water, it's going to cross. Not one minute before. Some of you have been waiting for everything to be so laid out for you, so clear, spelled out, and you miss the miracle because you need the reassurance. What reassurance do you need other than the king of glory is on your side and he fills you with the knowledge of his will? See if the church would recognize what they carry the power of the Holy Ghost, and learn to walk in holiness and obedience. If the church would realize what they really carry and reject every other spirit and walk holy before God, there is no 40 years in the wilderness. There is no lapse of time. There is no waiting and waiting and waiting. There are open doors that God says, I'm catapulting you in. The question is, what do we need to do to get into alignment with that beautiful, perfect will of God? Because we're not waiting. We're not waiting when God says, I'm waiting on you. Some people are waiting on God, but God says, I'm waiting on you. As soon as their feet touched the water, it parted. As soon as they took action. As soon as they said, I'm going to step into this water right here. I'm stepping into the water. We're stepping into the water and it parts. As soon as you said, I'm setting myself to live ablaze for his glory. I am going to commit myself to live holy before him. I will be one that is sold out and separate. I'm going to live consecrated, even if it's I'm the only one in my family, but I'm still going to do it. Why? Because I love you, Jesus. I'm cold, and I'm not going to shortchange myself by letting everybody else dictate my future. No more letting other people, no more letting other people dictate your future. No more letting the cultural affairs of this world dictate your future. No more allowing lies and schemes from the enemy tell you what you're going to do because the word of God already has. And so there are blessings that are in store for the righteous that are willing to walk in obedient faith and take that step. Miracles are not that hard to come about when you walk in obedience. The miracles of God are not difficult. They're not. We just have to have an ear to hear and we have to have eyes to see. What do you see, Jeremiah? What do you see, church? What has God spoken? Because what God has shown you and what God has whispered in your ears is what you're going to proclaim. And it's what you're going to walk in because you're going to walk first and foremost in the obedience of the Lord. And you will not be taken into captivity by the deceitfulness of men. You will not be taken into captivity. You have to know the power of the Holy Spirit in you is strong, more powerful than anything else that could try to come against you. Do you have more faith in God or do you have more faith in the world? Do you have more faith in his word or do you have more faith in what you're used to? Because it's always been in your family line. 
No, today we're making a change. Today we're making a turnaround for those that need to. Some of you have been walking this way and you believe and you see the miracles every day and you're seeing more and more and more. Absolutely. God is opening up provision. He's giving provision because there has been a test of time. There has been a time of testing. The wilderness, there's a time of testing. You know, and God will provide as you pass the tests. Does he provide when you don't? He does because he's very gracious. But is there a point where he says, no, enough is enough? Yes. God is just. God is love. But he's also just. We just need to keep our heart right, every one of us. Let's keep our hearts right. Let's keep ourselves literally focused on the truth of God's word. And let's remind ourselves of the promises of God, which are yes and amen. God wants more for you. He wants more. When you realize the power of God, no, fear can't take you. Worry, it only can take you when you let it. When you realize that you carry resurrection power, when you realize that you carry God's dunamis spirit, when you realize that you carry God's abundance, you carry his heart, you don't let the old ways dictate anymore. They crossed over because they put their, literally put their feet in the water. We're called to be priests that put our feet in the water. What do we just do in worship? We worshiped him like, like priests before the Lord in purity and holiness in 100% sold out commitment unto him. And we do that every time we gather. Every time. And every time we gather, there's a change that's taking place on the inside of you. There's a change. There's a deepening. There's a, there's a quickening. And there's a deepening. And there's a pressing in. God is building your confidence. He is helping you to hear and see and really be moved by his Holy Spirit and nothing else. And because of that, the provision is presenting itself. God's provision. But you're not going to just watch it. And you're not going to wait for everybody else to make the decision. You're not going to wait for somebody else to, to tell you and confirm unto you, hey, that was, there was a day for that. But that day is no more. God wants you to step in. He wants you to believe that God will be there because you first heard him. You first saw him. Now you're just being obedient to him. Are we all hearing? Because I'm not talking about pulling something out of the sky. And I'm not talking about a disobedience. I'm talking about obedience. I'm talking about a life that's surrendered. And I'm talking about a life that really walks in power because they walk in love love of God. One that says, Lord, it's not about me, but it's so about you. Lord, let your, let your bride, which is all of us, let your bride be so ready because he's returning. But before he returns, he wants to release unto you the things that he has promised so that you would give him the glory because there are people that are watching and there are people that are waiting to see what are you going to do with the blessing? What are you going to do with the miracle? What are you going to do? It's, I, I can see the wheels spinning. I can see that people are just kind of contemplating and that's good. That is good. But Father, I thank you that every promise is yes and amen. And I thank you, Lord God, that even if in the years past and you go, wow, I see the, the cycle of the wilderness for the 40 years. I see that cycle. It's happened in my life. If some of you are in that place, 
It's one step of repentance. It's one step of, I'm not going to choose that road. I, I want to literally be ready to put that foot in. I decree the excitement of the Lord over your lives. I decree the provision of the Lord over your lives. I decree that you walk as a, literally as a forerunner. You're carrying the baton and you're going forward and you're not waiting for man's approval. You're not waiting for man's approval. You're going to hear the word of the Lord and you're going to run with it. You're going to know this is the will of God. You're going to know this is the provision of God. And you're not waiting for man to approve when you have God's approval. You need God's approval. We won't walk without it. But you don't need man's approval. You need God's approval. You have God's approval. And as you walk sensitively before him, you will receive the fullness of his blessing and you will not lack. No sickness is coming near your dwelling place. No weakness, no infirmity. Amen. You are a vessel of the Most High God. He's equipped you. And the places in your mind that cause you to be double-minded, those places, they have to fall to the ground. As we repent and say, no more, Lord. I'm going to walk with singular thinking. One thought after the next, but it's all grounded in the Word. I'm going to think about what I'm thinking about. Make sure you think about what you're thinking about. When you think about what you're thinking about and it doesn't line up with the word, you've just shortchanged yourself to the miracle. You've got to wait another period of time. Can't we be people that are focused on what God has already spoken and let our thoughts line up with his truth because we have the mind of Christ, so therefore we can do it, but we have to choose to do it. We want your will, not ours. Lord God, we want your will. And it's beautiful because he's beautiful. Verse 14, so it was when the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. That's what we just did. Priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant. The covenant is the presence of God. He lives on the inside of you. Think about that. Beautiful, powerful, incredible. You carry the ark of God? You carry the presence of God? Yes. And as those who bore the ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests who bore the ark dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its, all its banks during the whole time of harvest, that the waters which came down from upstream, they stood still, arose in a heap very far away. Wow. Waters went down. So, so the waters went, that went down into the sea, it says, they were cut off and the people crossed over. They crossed over. They crossed over opposite Jericho. They crossed over. Although there was a heavy stream and, 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 and God had to cut it off, he did the miraculous and they crossed over. Over, but not until they first put their foot in. Don't expect the provision because you're not an elementary Christian anymore. Don't expect God to spell it out. God says, I've already spoken. I've, this is most of you in the room. God's already spoken. He's already spoken. What are you doing with what he's already spoken? Because God wants to bless you. He wants to provide. He doesn't give that provision to children of the devil. Oh, we were once before we said yes to Jesus, children of the devil. He gives his provision to the children of God. 
that are walking in obedience. Look down here at verse 17. The priests who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. Sounds familiar? That's what they did. Same thing. They did the same thing when Moses led the Israelites through the Red Sea. They stood on firm, dry ground. They stood until everybody crossed over. That's what we're doing. We're standing until everybody crosses over. Until all the people had crossed over completely. They crossed over the Jordan completely. They stood. They stood in the midst of, dry, of, this, of this dry ground, though it was wet before. The supernatural, miraculous hand of God. Oh, yes. The supernatural, miraculous hand of God. When you place your foot in the waters, they will part. When you step out in faith and do what you believe God is telling you to do, the miracle will manifest. The miracle will manifest at your obedience.